Hello, friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold, and this is the beginning of season three. Happy Valentine's Day. I know it's tomorrow, but for anybody that's listening on Tuesday, happy early Valentine's Day. For anybody that's listening on Wednesday, happy V-Day. And for those who are listening after the fact, happy belated. I never intended to take a break as long as I did. Um, For those of you that follow me on social media or reached out, you might have known that I had some computer problems. Yeah, problems, plural. (laughs) Not only did I break my computer... My computer died, it broke, it has been kind of a a nightmare, and then I had to back things up, which took several days. Whatever. It is what it is. We're back, baby. I wanted to share a couple of updates before we dive into today's episode. For those of you that know about me and sort of my autoimmune illnesses, you may or may not know that a very odd thing has happened to me the last two times I had COVID. Anywhere between two to four weeks after having COVID, I will randomly wake up and my lips will be Kardashian style huge. It will look like I have been pumped to the nth degree with filler in my lips. It will also be accompanied by like canker sores inside my mouth and on my tongue. And I know what you're thinking. Rory, that sounds like herpes. I've been tested both times. Weirdly, the first time happened, it coincided with my yearly with my gyno. And then the second time it happened, I took my ass to the urgent care to be like, yo, we got to test this. It's not. It's not an STI. Um, Again, no, no, no shame, no stigma. I'm just before you jump down that rabbit hole. Um, The second time was kind of worse. Uh, My tongue felt kind of numb. I got really scared because it lasted longer. And I thought, damn, this feels maybe like it's an allergic thing. So the other thing outside of COVID that these two instances have in common is sex. I hooked up with guys um, right before the lips blew up. So it might be an allergy. So I met with an allergist who has suggested that I might be allergic to sperm. Now, if you're not laughing, um, you should be, because that is LOL funny and also would just be my luck. I'm like, what? I I can't host a love, sex, and dating podcast and be allergic to sperm. I just, what? So yeah, I had to have, I had to sit across from a grown man and not laugh when he was like, well, we could scratch test you and patch test you if you can get some samples. I was like, my guy, is this a real conversation that we're having? Look, I don't know how to say this without being crass, but I have since tested that theory several times. No, no allergic reactions to be found. Um, So I don't know about that. I've been a little hesitant to get a sample and go get allergy tested for semen, but um, that was a a wild update, y'all. And then I guess on a less uh, a less exciting note, but one that I actually really did want to share with listeners is I was attacked about a month ago in Los Angeles. I never posted about it, uh, but I want to share it because I think it's really important to tell people um, so that you guys can stay aware and alert. Um, I'm so, so, so glad that I was. And None of this is supposed to come off as like self-congratulatory. 
because it's not. But there's no way to share this story without it kind of sounding that way. So I had one of my best friends from high school in town. She was visiting. She was staying with me. We had gone out for a drink and we were walking back to my car to go to dinner. And we're walking down the street and I'm five, four and a half. I'm not particularly tall despite my personality. Um, but she is. She's about five nine. And I'm just painting a picture. We're walking down the street, and this is an intersection that is normally so busy. I mean, it's it's off of Sunset Boulevard. And I remember we walked past a table outside where there were a couple of guys, but otherwise the street was really, really quiet. My car was about 500 feet from sunset on the street that we were on. And as we were walking, there was a guy near us and he got in front of us and he stopped. And I don't know what it was, but it was the way that he looked at us. I immediately knew we were in trouble. I immediately sensed it. Femtuition, intuition, whatever you want to call it. Me watching so many goddamn episodes of true crime. I was like, nah. Mm -mm. And without even hesitating, I just stepped into the middle of the street. I just walked into the middle of the street and my friend was so confused and audibly was like, wait, what is happening? And we were close enough for this guy to hear us. And I just said to her, hey, we're being followed. And we crossed to the other side of the street and he stopped and I tried to walk and he started walking alongside of us. And then I stopped and I went back to where we were before and he stopped. So now this is like out in the open and he can hear me saying like, we're being followed. That guy is following us. And I take out my phone and I take some photos of him and he's looking. I mean, I wish I could show you guys the photos and the footage because that's what's so creepy. He is so calm. He is so not deterred by the fact that I know what is up. I take a couple of photos and then I go to take a video and I don't realize that my flash is on. And when my flash goes off, he gets a little spooked. Not spooked in the sense that he is scared because like I said, the most unnerving part of this experience was how easy breezy, calm and cool this guy was about this whole situation. He very calmly just raised his hood over his face, turned his back and very calmly walked into the driveway of the establishment that was like at this corner into the parking lot and hid behind a pickup truck. Did not make a ton of sense to me. I also was like, I can't cross the street and get to my car without having to cross where he was. So it didn't feel safe. Almost simultaneously, a man was walking down the street and this guy was like maybe 6'1". He was a really big dude. And I was able to say like, hey, I need your help. That's my car. At this point, my car is like 200 feet away. We need you to walk us to my car. There's a guy that's like being very, very creepy. The, the nice guy, the tall guy was like, oh, okay, sure. Like whatever. He was so caught off guard. He didn't know. So we go back to cross the street and the creepy guy must not have seen that there was another man with us because he came out from behind the truck to try it again. And I just point, I'm like, that's him right there for him to hear me, see me loud. And he very calmly just like pivoted, turned around and hid back by the truck. I think what scares me about this whole experience is like, I wish you could see the footage. Every person that has seen the footage has been like, what the? 
fuck, including my father, my friends. He was small. Guys, he was like my height. I just don't understand why a man thought that he was going to be able to take on two women, one that was his size, one that was bigger than him, who were aware that they were being followed, who were aware and calling it out. Like it was, we were obviously not like on our phones, distracted. I was alert and paying attention. And this person still tried it multiple times. And the only thing that scared him was a flash on my phone and a six foot one man. And I'm just sharing this because my friend said to me, she was like, dude, I had no idea. Like, I don't even know how you did that. It was so seamless. It was so fast. And I didn't even notice that he had been following us or tracked us and stopped. Like, how did you even pick up on that? And the truth is, is like, it was just instinctual. And that's why I'm saying this is not supposed to be like self-congratulatory. This is supposed to be just a friend telling other friends, like, be fucking careful. Like, Guys, it was, this was at 645 at night at a very busy intersection in Los Angeles, you know? Uh, uh, Anyway, I did want to share that. Um, Please be safe. Please be alert. Don't stay on your phone and, you know, never be afraid to ask for help. I, I, in the back of my mind, like I was going to run into the middle of sunset. I would have called 911. There's so many things that I would have done. There was a weird calmness that came over me. Like I knew there's no way I'm going down without a fight. Um, But it does scare me that this guy thought that despite the fact that we were on to him, he still felt confident to come back out from that car another time. Anyway, moving on to uh, less dark subject matter. Like I said, happy Valentine's Day, or as I like to call it, Singles Awareness Day, aka sad. (laughs) Um, some fun V-Day trivia for you. The first heart-shaped box of chocolates was produced in 1861. How wild is that? Also, over 8 billion, with a B, conversation hearts are manufactured each year. Approximately 6 million couples get engaged every year on Valentine's Day. And the oldest written Valentine is from 1400. How wild is that? Speaking of, a little bit about the holiday, because I didn't actually know. Maybe maybe you guys know. If you do, skip ahead. If you don't, this is fascinating to me. So Valentine's Day started in the 5th century AD when a pope declared February 14th St. Valentine's Day. And nobody really knows like who the main Valentines were because it was a day to celebrate all of the St. Valentines. And nobody knows who they were or really like how many there were. Some people think there's two. Some people think there were three. But the legend of St. Valentine kind of goes as this. St. Valentine became affiliated with this like love holiday because he was a Roman priest who performed weddings for soldiers forbidden to marry. Basically, this the emperor at the time had forbid marriage for soldiers because that emperor believed that married soldiers didn't make good warriors. And so young men were just like literally not allowed to marry. So St. Valentine wore a ring on it with Cupid, which was like a symbol of love that helped these soldiers recognize him. And in like a precursor to the popular greeting cards that we have today, apparently the lore has it that this priest used to hand out paper hearts to remind Christians of like the love for God. Anyway, because of this legend, St. Valentine became known as like 
the patron saint of love. Now, obviously, he was um, executed at some point. And, and then again, full circle, 5th century AD, the Pope declared February 14th, St. Valentine's Day. And you might be thinking like, mm, I don't know, this kind of sounds fake. And to that, I might say, yeah, you know, it might be. I'm just, you know, giving you a little background. There's another kind of alternative reason for Valentine's Day. It might have derived from this Roman holiday called Lupercalia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which was on the Roman calendar. And it was a festival of love and fertility. And historians believe that it might have included a ritual in which men and women were paired off by choosing names out of a jar. And then they would basically remain together, like as a couple, hooking up for the remainder of this love and fertility festival, unless they hit it off and then they would just stay together. Either way, I think Valentine's Day is a wild-ass holiday. And I love the history behind it. And as I start season three and I look back at the last year and a half of this podcast, I think about all of the people that I've talked to and all of the stories that I've listened to and all of the things that I've learned, a few things stand out to me. Number one, there are almost always signs. There are clues or red flags that people overlook, choose to ignore, or dismiss as being insignificant at the time. You know, maybe someone is fresh out of a divorce and they're vulnerable and they just really want love or attention. Or maybe they've been with the person for so long that they just trust them. And that trust outweighs the facts in front of them or their intuition. Or maybe the person they're dating seems to be too good to be true. And a small red flag seems really kind of insignificant or not so bad in the scheme of things. But either way, from my perspective, all of those little warning signs or clues tend to come back around and bite people in the ass. It is one of the top things I see in common. Like in all of the interviews and chats that I've had with people, there are always signs. And it seems like the problems in the beginning are the problems in the end. You get them how you lose them. You lose them how you get them. And I think for me, it's made me really stop and think about what are the red flags that I ignored and why did I ignore them? Was it that like my self-love was out of place? Was it that I came from a place of desperation? Was it that I was just so thirsty for attention at that time? Like thinking about the why and the how of some of the situations I found myself in has been really, really helpful in I don't know, like peeling back the layers of my love journey. Number two, a lot of people are afraid of being alone, so they settle, you know, and, and maybe not in big ways, but in small ways. Also, sometimes it happens in big ways, but in small ways, like I, I see a lot of people overextending themselves, which, by the way, is a form of settling. I feel like sometimes people are too afraid to express what they want. They give their power away to the other person, whether it's that they're too afraid to express their needs or their boundaries, or they let the other person dictate what they want in that relationship. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to say like, this is what I'm looking for. I want to be married. I want to have kids. I want to be poly. I want, you know, whatever it is, which I think ultimately comes down to fear and not being confident enough in who they are or their self-worth. I do think one of the things that I've learned about this podcast is that if people aren't willing to walk away from something, it becomes really, really hard 
to stand firm in your boundaries, which is why I think self-love and self-confidence is the unlock for so many of us because then it makes that decision a lot easier. Number three, sex is a verb. It's evolving and ever-changing and it's something that can absolutely be improved over time especially if you're willing to have honest and potentially uncomfortable conversations. Like I just never realized that you don't have to hit it out of the park with a partner (laughs) on the first couple of tries. That is something that can actually be improved upon over time. And that has been something that's been really eye-opening. I also just did not know that having sex solely because your partner wants to have sex can adversely affect your libido and decrease your sex drive. That is a fact that I think is going to stay with me for forever because I've absolutely been guilty of that. And I kind of wonder if that affected some of my past relationships. I mean, when I say I wonder, I mean, I know it did for sure. And number four, and I think this is the biggest thing that I've realized in the last year and a half doing this show, it's that the only relationship, and I mean the only relationship you won't regret over-investing in, is the relationship you cultivate with yourself. Self-love and self-confidence means being brave in the face of fear. It's being able to express your needs and hold firm to your boundaries, even if you're afraid that those things might drive the other person away. Because you realize that if you don't do this, you're both betraying yourself and you're settling. And that the right relationship won't require you to do either of those things. I wish. I wish that I had realized that 10 years ago. (laughs) And obviously at points in my life, I have. My journey with uh, self-love is one that's like really rippled, right? There's sometimes where I feel like I'm in the pocket and other times I'm really out of the pocket. The same thing goes with self-confidence. I think the two go really hand in hand. But that is, I would say, the most important lesson that's been reaffirmed to me during my crimes of the heart journey. And before I let you go, I just want to say like, thank you for joining me thus far. I'm really looking forward to a great new season, hopefully learning more about how to find love, keep love, and survive losing love, both romantic, platonic, and of course, self-love. With that in mind, whether you've been married for 30 years or you've been single for 30 years, I hope that this Valentine's Day, you commit to showing yourself some love. And if you feel like you have it in you, please pick up the phone and tell someone in your life that you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you and how much you love them because I think love is like a pebble being thrown into a pond. It really does ripple out, affecting so much more of the pond than the place where you threw it in. And I just think that that's such a special way to honor the absolutely wackadoodle zany holiday that is Valentine's Day. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I ask all of my guests this. But today, I'd like to ask you, listeners, what is the best love or dating advice you've ever received? If you can, please leave me a comment on Apple or Spotify or on Instagram or TikTok or or DM me or email me because it's one of my favorite questions and I truly, truly, truly would love to hear from you guys, the listeners. Next week, I'm going to be joined by the one and only Damona Hoffman, the dating coach from The Drew Barrymore Show. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 
Hey guys, thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, I am assuming that you did, in fact, like this episode. So this is the part where I ask you to please follow the show, subscribe to it, rate it five stars, and or leave me a comment. Fun fact, if you're listening on Spotify right now, you can actually leave comments on specific episodes. Fun! That said, I appreciate you regardless, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening, and see you next Tuesday. Oh,